0: Hello and welcome to the Soup Kitchen podcast. My name is Dick Syatt and I'm a volunteer at the Soup Kitchen and it's a pleasure to welcome you into our world to hear the what drives the Soup Kitchen, what has them feed hundreds of thousands of people with no state or federal money. So anyway, I'd like you to meet Dimitri. Dmitri Dimitri is the COO of The Soup Kitchen. He's originally from Belarus. And most everyone at The Soup Kitchen refers to him as an angel behind his back. Let's meet Dimitri. Good evening. Hello Dimitri. Welcome Hello. to our first in, uh, uh, podcast for the soup kitchen. We just had a marvelous conversation with a you know one of the greatest human beings I've ever met, uh Marlene um and uh and so we're we're all primed and ready for you. And it's funny, you know, you usually you mention someone's title, whether you're, you know, the CEO or the, or the, the president, and I don't even, uh, you must have a title, but you certainly are a man of a thousand talents. What exactly is your official title at The Soup Kitchen?
1: Well, Dick, it's great to hearing you tonight. Uh, I'm so excited to be on this show, and it's, Thank you. it's, it's obviously my first one, but uh, I'm definitely sure that it's not the last one.
0: Oh, yeah. Pretty soon you'll be internationally known and you'll forget all about me. (laughs) Oh, we'll never forget (laughs) a guy like you. you. Thank Uh, you. So so what? Because I just want to hear it. But then I want our listeners and, and friends to 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 get an idea of 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 what you push out every day with the help of all the volunteers and staff. So what is your title?
1: My title is COO it's a chief operating officer.
0: Oh okay that that and it, it's wonderful but that's a fancy title a CEO COO you would think would be in a glass office overlooking uh, the skyline uh, and looking <laughs> at at the big picture and and you uh to even say get your hands dirty it does it, it is is uh, is not enough uh you do everything. So anyway, so um tell us the the uh you work with the volunteers with the ki- with the kitchen who's preparing the food. What do you when you come in, what time do you come in in the morning and what what does your day look like? I usually come to work at 7:30 a.m. uh and
1: of course I get bombarded right away with the questions from every possible volunteer and employee. <laughs> And whatever could possibly happen, they 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 got a report to me first, and uh, that's usually uh, a rough start of my day. But it's also exciting start because you get so much attention right away, and it's uh, it's something that uh, impresses me a lot in the morning. Uh, so,
0: so you so when you come in, you're actually floating around the whole operation, you, uh, you, you're not, you don't uh, just work on the preparation of the food, but, but you, 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 you actually uh, bring in the food that is delivered. So what, what tell us about that process of, of, of what you do that helps get the meals to people. Well,
1: first of all, in the morning when I arrive, I go to each and every single volunteer and employee and talk to them personally, making sure that they are comfortable where they are. They got everything they need, or either there is any issues we gotta resolved before we start the day. So I got to go and talk to them and make sure that the whole orchestra is set up and uh, good to to go for the day. Uh, But again, at the same time, a lot of our volunteers, as well as employees, already know their operations. They know what to do, they know where to go. They just need an approval and they need a guidance. Otherwise, uh, they're very self-sufficient that uh, you just basically all you need. It's uh, just to make sure they have all the tools needed. Well,
0: and how long have you been with the soup kitchen?
1: I've been for three years with the soup kitchen. I started first as a volunteer. Uh, I volunteered for about six months. It was my job requirement. I need to volunteer a certain amount amount of hours a week and uh after spending about six months with a soup kitchen and ricky offered me a job and uh since i work uh at that time on my primary job at night so soup kitchen fit my schedule perfectly and uh this is how i start doing it uh first it was uh it was exciting and nervous at the same time because stepping from volunteer into a into an
0: employee position. It was a. It was quite a challenging role. Right. First. Right. So, uh, Dmitry, obviously, we, we hear an accent. Where are you from?
1: Originally, Belarus, Eastern Europe. It's a small country in between Russia and Poland.
0: Okay. So, how did you get to Boynton Beach?
1: Um, I I always joke and I always tell people by airplane. I <laughs> <laughs> I grab a flight, but in reality. I always wanna travel the world and my parents pushed me to learn languages and uh, be open-minded and uh, kind of look outside the box. And uh, at age 19, I decided to travel. So I went to Middle East. I spent few years in there working for hotels and resorts. And after that, I got an opportunity for uh, to transfer to United States and Palm Beach was one of the options. And
0: uh, that's what I choose and never regretted since. Oh, isn't that that that, that's that's really um, uh, uh, great. I I was thinking about you mentioned hospitality and certainly everything we do is hospitality. But just because you're in uh, a a business that gives, it doesn't mean that that the employees, that the people you come in contact with are always nice and giving. But you are, you are, everyone that knows you uh, 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 considers you an angel. And (laughs) so you you mentioned your parents had had you uh, think outside of the box and you were in hospitality. How much of that, uh, uh, of of your past, uh, helps you be such a success at the soup kitchen? Well, um, first of all, thank you for calling me an angel. <laughs> this is uh, well. This if is I the... didn't, if I didn't, a uh, uh, hundred soup kitchen people would say you didn't. You know, he's an angel. So I, I'm just trying to uh, anticipate. But, uh, but you deserve. Uh, uh,
1: always being polite. It's it's number one thing, uh not just in the hospitality business, but I think should be in every person's mind you got to be respectful and treated with the golden rules each other uh treat me the way you want to be treated and uh it's uh it brought me to hospitality because uh, i knew that uh, it's one of the fields where where people are always nice and kind to each other or at least trying to and uh working in that industry for 15 years developed uh, a, a, a rule of life basically of uh, being always nice and kind to people around you. And uh, volunteering at the soup kitchen was my first opportunity of actually interact with the people in need and uh, be surrounded by them and help them out. And the moment I start doing it, I realized that this is my passion. This is what I'm good at. This is is exactly uh, how I always see myself, just never really experienced that role. And uh, it kind of... uh, uh, it kind of, uh, just like every volunteer, it, it gets you there and it never, never lets you go.
0: The, um, as far as, um, so you, you work on, on producing the, the, the meals and getting them out and the volunteers. Uh, are you um, uh, active in, in um, reaching out to our partners to get food? Uh, are you involved in what they send and, and, and how often? Or is that not what you do? Yes, it's basically my primary job. It's to
1: make sure that uh, things operate the way they're supposed to be, that uh, food comes to the soup kitchen, regardless what circumstances and what could happen prior to that. I would need to make sure that the driver knows the routes. They know their stops. I keep a close contact with a lot of vendors and uh, talk to them almost on a daily basis, making sure that uh, we pick up what they have and making sure that they won't forget about us. We constantly have to remind them that uh, we need of items, we need of things and uh, people not hungry just on holidays or during the Thanksgiving and Christmas, but they're hungry all year round. And uh, it's, it's, it's basically the most, Part of my job is it's to make sure that uh, food being constantly delivered and uh, people get constantly fed.
0: And you know, it's always a, a good idea to, to um, give credit to the people that supply us with food. Um, what are some of the either supermarkets? Marlene mentioned um, uh, Chick Fil A. Um, what 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 are some of the 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 companies in our area that are are your big supporters mainly big
1: chain supermarkets? Uh, probably, Mar- Marlene mentioned it's uh, always a BJ's, uh, Publix, Walmart, Whole Foods, Winn Dixie. They always supportive, always on our side. This is where they, we get the main main supply of our produce, of our meats, of canned goods, and as well as a as, a, as well as a household supplies. But we also partner with a lot of smaller mom-and-pop shops, uh, small chains, or even large ones like uh, Marlene mentioned, Chick-fil-A. We go out to small restaurants and supermarkets and talk to them and see if they can help us in any way. Uh, It doesn't have to be as large quantities, but small ones are always good as well. And we're willing to pick it up at their convenience. So we are always... uh, Always in the search for new partners, but we keep the real great relations with uh, with the current
0: ones as well. Let's give a, a well-deserved plug to Chef Pete, uh, because, you know, a, again, when when our listeners to the podcast become more familiar with the soup kitchen, they'll see that. We're just not getting expired food and, and, and pushing it out the door. I mean, the meals and the quality of the food and, and the creativity. So uh, talk to us uh, about <clears throat> Chef Pete, but his crew, uh, because we'll have him on as a, as a guest uh, uh, separately. But uh, gi- give us a little plug about Pete and what, what his uh, crew does chef peter it's one of a kind chef he's
1: uh, first of all he's a wonderful human being he's uh, that person that cares all the time, not just about himself but the people who surrounds him. he's always there to to help the soup kitchen one way or the other. Uh, he started as a volunteer he came with his father a couple of years ago and spent certain time at the soup kitchen. However, with a job and uh, his father health, he he had no choice but to step down from the soup kitchen until the pandemic began. And that's where we got him back. And he volunteered with us for every single day um, throughout the pandemic until until probably middle of summer when he decided to become a chef and uh, help us at the kitchen. He is a person that runs a show. He is the main person in the kitchen. He's not just the chef, but he also a nutrition manager. He's also a person to go to when you need help. He is there for you from early in the morning until late afternoon when everybody already gone home.
0: It's funny when you see things that that make a huge impression. You You remember the picture and I'm thinking of. Uh, you know, one of the first times I met him or he was you know, in the dining room uh, of the soup kitchen. And what I saw was he reached into the refrigerator and pulled out a tray of personally cut up vegetables and meat like skewers. And, and mm-hmm. it, it, it just looked fantastic. And, you know, I knew the soup kitchen does great things, but not just, OK, we get food, we give it but everything is done with love no he is he's uh he's a truly phenomenal
1: guy uh, he's always looking for help and he always check with volunteers who is good at the kitchen he's willing to teach them he's willing to share with them his experience and recipes and he's always into creating something new rather it would be a vegetable or some new soup or or some 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 creative dish, but it will be always something new. You never get bored with his
0: food. With uh, Marlene earlier on the podcast, we talked a, a little bit about Meals on Wheels and the fact that uh, I volunteer, I, I deliver, I drive, and and how much w- we love the, the uh, our guests and and what a great relationship we we build up with them. But uh, as but as far as Chef Pete. The, the first glimpse that I got of his talent was when the people I would deliver food to lunch and dinner every day that they would say, did you get a new chef? The food's fantastic. And people will will often comment about, you know, uh, a, a dish that they had. So it, it's nice to see it um, uh, transfer from from chef Pete and you and Marlene and all of the volunteers. And when it gets to the guest, they can tell it was made with love. Absolutely. agree.
1: The The guests will never lie. They will tell you the truth and, uh, they will, they will be the judge, uh, the honest judge. And, uh, we constantly go and talk to our customers, talk to our <clears throat> guests and see what's their feedback on, on, on our food. And, uh, it's been a huge improvement it's uh, people people been uh, complimenting him on almost on a daily basis i could say that and uh, he's proud of it and we are proud of him and uh, this is what makes soup kitchen uh, so unique and so so different than any other places
0: we talked with marlene about the expansion coming up uh, we gave the website address <laughs> um and, and even how people can volunteer, uh, I'm sorry, not volunteer, but but donate. and I wanted to ask you in your position uh, as the captain of this enormous ship, what do you need uh, Dimitri do, do you need volunteers uh, and for specific tasks? do you need more partners to provide food? What would you like to see uh, come of of people? listening to the podcast and reacting? We never say no to help, <clears throat> regardless of what is it. It's a volunteer
1: help or it's a, any other kind of help. Uh, we always welcome new volunteers. We definitely have specific tasks for them that need to be completed, uh, such as helping us with meals and wheels early in the morning or helping us unloading the truck early in the afternoon or even throughout the day helping us with uh with just the daily operations of course uh construction work will will make its own changes we we're getting ready for them but we're not exactly sure what we're going to uh need in in regards to volunteers but uh any help is always welcome and i'm sure you can reach out either to myself or to marlene and uh We'll, we'll always uh, look first before saying no or we will accept any any any
0: kind of help, physical, financial or even the moral support for us will be important. So as we uh, come to a close on, on this segment, I, I've just been dying to ask you, uh, you know, I, I've I've not really traveled much and, and I've never been to Belarus. Uh, 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 what are some of the differences or? What can you tell us about the difference between life in Belarus and Boynton Beach? Well, here's a melting
1: pot. You can, uh, you, you, you always, uh, you always will love this place, regardless on uh, on where you're from and who you are. I I meet people from all over the world here, and everyone is just uh, just uh, enjoying Florida as much as they can. Uh, the weather, of course, uh, people uh, the street food, the cultures, it's, it's just one of the, one of the most wonderful places to be at. And, uh, even though I miss Belarus every once in a while, but I know it's my new home away from home and, uh, and I love it.
0: And I think, uh, so think, what, uh, <laughs> what, what were you from a big city where a, a rural area? What, 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 what was it like for you in Belarus? Yeah, it was a city of size of West Palm beach, about 400,000 people.
1: So I can relate myself to this area. It wasn't a, it wasn't a small town. However, it was another, a, not a giant, a uh, giant metropolia. Uh, so Palm beach actually can, can make me feel every once in a while, like I'm, I'm back at home because uh, it just because of the structure of this of this place and uh, and the size and the population, it it definitely definitely makes me feel
0: is a, somehow, And again, I don't know anything about it, but is Bel is, is it cold in Belarus? It's a landlocked country, so there is no access to a
1: body of water such as lake or ocean or sea. So we are probably a weather of uh, related to a Chicago area. I would say that it's. Uh, away away from the oceans away from the sea it's uh, it has a nice and warm summer but it has a fairly harsh winters uh it's cold and long and dark winters and uh it's uh something i haven't been missing since <laughs> since well, i left right yet.
0: i'm from boston and after spending my entire life uh in 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 the northeast uh i i feel like i i live in summer camp oh, wow is- it it's it, it truly is well, it's, a, it's great to talk with you uh, on our first podcast between you and Marlene. I really believe that we've told a, a, a really good story uh, that will um, familiarize uh, our listeners with the soup kitchen. But we've got a lot more coming up where uh, we mentioned that um, Yolanda um, a- and Marlene, who speak Spanish, are mm-hmm. going to do a podcast so that reach our guests. Not donors, not volunteers, but the guests, the people that come in the doors. And, and I, I think that they'll love uh, hearing the podcast in their language.
1: It's, uh, it's, it's very exciting uh, news that we're creating this new podcast. And uh, I'm sure everyone will love it, from our donors to the volunteers to the guests to everyone who involved in the soup kitchen or heard about the soup kitchen and they will spread the word and uh, i'm sure there is a lot more to come and uh, just stay tuned and listen to
0: the podcast no oh, you sound like you're in broadcasting stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you dimitri a pleasure to talk to you and to know you and um, and, and I, i'm excited to hear what you think of the podcast when you hear it
1: thank you mr dick bye. i'll
0: talk to you soon bye Dim- Thank you for listening to this edition of the Soup Kitchen podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, the Soup Kitchen of Boynton Beach. Also, Instagram and Twitter. Again, the Soup Kitchen of Boynton Beach. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love your comments. Please tell your friends about our new podcast and we'll see you soon.